Newcastle Fans TV. The Greenwood and Mulliner Show is sponsored by OneFootball. OneFootball is the app you all need to get the latest info on Newcastle United and the Premier League. Make sure you go and download OneFootball today. Hello everyone, welcome back to the Greenwood and Mulliner Show with myself, Jonathan Greenwood and Sam Mulliner. We are going eSport crazy with the Newcastle United representative for eSports, Jake Simpson. Sam. I'm hoping your knowledge of esports is so much better now. It is now because we're recording this after we've done the interview. Um, yeah, Jake's represented Newcastle United playing Xbox Game Boy stations, and, okay. and, and well, and well done to him. Um, what a lovely chap, by the way. What a lovely lad. Um, yeah, down to earth guy, and this this world of esports is something that I you may be able to tell not a clue about it, but I've learnt a lot, and I'm very intrigued by it all now. Um, yeah, and I should just say before that, and I, I, I know you're probably wondering who who is doing that sponsorship voiceover for you. I've, I've heard him on uh, terrestrial slash digital television before. I mean, yes, that is BBC Three's Matt Livingston. Doing the voiceover for the Greenwood and Mulliner show gratis, I must add, because uh, we had him before he got on the BBC Gravy Train. So thank you, Matt. Love your work. I think you should do one of your BBC Three montages that you do. What that I've done on our WhatsApp group? Yeah, I think the Killing Eve one's quite good. No, the RuPaul one was the best one. I do think. The, go on, for our listeners, Sam. For so, our listeners. Uh, supply some context for the listeners. Right. So, as you can imagine, we were all delighted for Matt after he was given the role of continuance, continuancy announcer. I don't get any words out. On BBC Three, BBC Continuity Three. Continuity announcer. That's what I'm hoping you weren't going to say. Um, <laughs> Continuity announcer, which is basically at the end of the show, on t- particularly on the BBC, they talk about the next show coming on, which Matt has done eloquently when he talks about the African Cup of Nations that's going to be happening on oh, BBC Three, which so. is actually live now as we're recording this. Um, and Sam has took it upon himself to. How can we describe it, uh, Sam? I, I, I just pay homage to him, and I, I with incorporate a bit of, with a little bit with a bit of uh, bit of humour, shall we say? Yeah, I incorporate various things, and um, in my impersonation of Matt, whenever he's on an FTV, um, he always has the same intro that he uses, which is "All read to everyone, I'm Matt." So I've just supplied that into my uh, in, into my impersonation of one of his continuity announcements. So let's just say, for example, Sam. We have just seen an episode of Don't Tell the Bride on BBC Three because that is the one thing my mother absolutely loved watching on BBC Three before it got taken off and t- went to E4. So Don't Tell the Bride has just finished and RuPaul is about to come on. Can you do your little your little bit, Sam? Okay. I'll read everyone. I'm Matt. And coming up next, it's not the Fast and the Furious, but it's a drag race anyway. It's RuPaul. <laughs> there you go. Oh, banter. 
Uh, it's genuinely done with affection as well. I'm, I'm so chuffed for Matt because uh, he's very, very good. He's very good, but yeah, he there is you very go. good. I can't wait to do the watch along with him on Tuesday. He will hate me by the end of that match, regardless of the result. We could win five nil, and he will come off that watch along hating me. Everyone I'm matching have left NFTV. That's what's going to happen by the end of Tuesday night. I can just imagine. Probably. <laughs> but yes, I have to say congratulations to Matt. It's fantastic to see to hear him rather. Not seeing to hear I, mean, I hope he doesn't have to leave at half time to go and introduce Killing Eve. <laughs> or, an episode of East, or an episode of EastEnders. Yeah. A rerun. Ten o'clock. Ten oh no, that's UK Gold, isn't it? That do the rerun. No, no, no. It's BBC Three now. Ten o'clock. I think half ten something like that. Lobby standers on again. What like the history. old old reruns? Like who? No, um, ran, no, no, who no, ran no. over um, t- Tiffany or something like that? <laughs> who shot Phil Mitchell? There you go. Yeah. <laughs> for for our older listeners, <laughs> but I think we're going on a bit of a tangent. So let's yeah, let's esports, FIFA. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, we'll take it back a little bit on Jay before we uh, let you all listen to our fantastic podcast, which we will not mention EastEnders on. But we do talk about Newcastle United. We talk about the role um, that esports has on some controversy on how Jade managed to represent Newcastle for the third time, which he'll be doing in March, um, which my AirPods have just gone down to 0% as I probably if you can hear me better that that's brilliant but if you can't i apologize in advance so all i'm going to say there's is that, literally no difference at all well there you go then no controversy whatsoever but yeah there's controversy esports might not be your bag it certainly isn't my bag but it's very eye-opening and um i find it thoroughly interesting <laughs> I'm not. What have you just thrown them away? I mean, didn't they cost you like three hundred quid? No, 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 not that much. Um, <laughs> well, you sound different now. You sound different now. Yeah, because my AirPods just went because I couldn't hear you for about three seconds. This is what you don't hear on any other podcast. This is the fantastic techno technological discoveries that we have live. So all I will say is. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Greenwood and Mother Show with Jake Simpson. Um, but Sam, just very, very briefly, this podcast comes out as Newcastle take on Everton. Just very briefly, biggest game of the season? Yes. And that will be the same answer for every other game for the rest of the season. And I really hope we win. Will Newcastle stay up? I don't know. Get off that I don't fence. Know. I don't know. No, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm t- I'm, to be honest, I'm terrified, and I think about it every day. And that's, I'm not lying. I do. I, I am terrified because I really don't want to go down to the championship because it scares me. And I think about that fear every single waking day. Sam's actually stopped watching championship football just in case this happens, because he doesn't wow. want to watch Newcastle take on Birmingham City or Stoke City or Coventry City on a Tuesday night. We'll see what happens, but I'll tell you what you can listen to. You can listen to the Greenwood Moment Show, and it is with Jake Simpson. All right, everyone. I'm Matt. 
One's a fat Pochettino and the other can't accept he's bald. It's the Greenwood and Mulliner Show on Newcastle Fans TV. Good evening, everyone. Welcome back to the Greenwood and Mulliner Show here on Newcastle Fans TV. Today, me and Sam are joined by eSports Royalty. It is, of course, Jake Simpson, who, of course, has represented Newcastle United several times with eSports all over the world, shall we say. Um, anyway, we've got Jake with us today. Jake, good evening. How are you? Good evening, lads. Thanks for having us on. Uh, pleasure's on, mate. Yeah, thank you very much. But, Sam, I know you're an absolute expert in eSports. You probably, you know, <laughs> what, was, what, was, what, was the, what was the last game you got? Uh, for what? thing um i've got i had let me tell you i had what i don't know about x stations and ps12s <laughs> and all that is just right so the reason why i wanted to get you on jake and normally when when people like want you to explain something to them there's an expression saying like treat me like i'm five uh-huh. you're gonna have to treat me like i'm 85 <laughs> because this world of yours mm-hmm. I have no idea the last FIFA game I owned was FIFA 97 on the Sega Mega Drive which had mm-hmm. David Ginola on the front and you could play indoor games mm-hmm. I'm guessing it's moved on a bit since then just a bit, just a bit but uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean it, the concept's still the same it's still a game of football but uh the, the graphics and stuff and everything within game it's not just fifa now it's there, there's there's so many games that have like esports tournaments in like you say esports royalty i'm not sure i'm not a i'm not high esteemed when it, you compare it to some of the other guys playing other games it's like people are millionaires from games now especially in asia millionaires millionaires sitting at home on their well, that's, that's a stereotype. That's playing a stereotype. Crash Bandicoot. <laughs> well, I think it's advanced a bit more from Crash Bandicoot as well, mind Mario Kart now. But uh, over in over in Asia, it they're, they're genuinely treated like footballers in in Asia. Some some of the kids, like honestly, you've got no idea. Like five minutes research, and you'll 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 see there's some serious money. There's some serious money in esports now. I'm stunned. <laughs> That, if there's millions of coin to be earned, I might dust out my old PS1 and get uh, SmackDown <laughs> 2, know your role back on it, and uh, start playing for people for money. Well, I, I suppose like 10, 15 years ago, you wouldn't have known what a, pod, a podcast was. You wouldn't have. True. Uh, yeah, everything advances. I mean, I know you're your darts as well. Uh, yeah. Darts in the last 10, 15 years has blown out, and I think esports is the next thing. Well, 15 years ago, let me tell you, you're looking at a BDO Welsh Open youth court finalist. <laughs> this guy. I'm not sure if my uh, 45 average can keep up with that, like, but. <laughs> I'm <laughs> not good these days. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jake, it is a different world, as you've mentioned, esports. Mm-hmm. And I remember in lockdown, you actually had Premier League footballers doing an esports tournament. I remember yep. the Newcastle. Can you remember who the Newcastle representative was? I think it was Christian Atsu. <laughs> yeah, Christian Atsu was a Newcastle representative. He beat Richard Sissoko, who yeah, was at did. Tottenham at the time, but lost to Trent Alexander Arnold. But I remember being buzzing because we had no football mm-hmm. at that time. I had no sport, I had no, no darts, no nothing. And I remember. Christian Atu was scoring late on against Mr. Sissoko and literally I must have been a sheer in my house. I was buzzing. I was so happy. So it just shows how much 
you can act is is like you say the concept is still the same. Uh-huh. It is still yeah. a game of football, uh-huh. and people do treat it very very seriously. And um, when did you start taking it very seriously? Well, I think like any teenage kid, you you come home from school and you and you play FIFA that's like that's that's sort of what you do. But uh, I realised I was starting to get a bit better, and I was I was pretty good at the game because I hadn't left the house in like what ten years. But uh, <laughs> but I started taking it seriously at the beginning of FIFA nineteen, which would have been late twenty eighteen. So what's that? That's that's three four years now. But since then, uh, it was it was right on time when I started taking it seriously. The E Premier League, like you say, uh, that's when it started on FIFA nineteen. So I'm obviously this kid playing playing FIFA, and then all of a sudden there's an opportunity with the the E Premier League. Come come play this. You can come and represent your club. So Newcastle United's there, and obviously everyone wants to play for Newcastle as a kid. I can see your stunned face. <laughs> you're you're enthralled by my story. But uh, everyone wants to play for Newcastle as a kid, so why not go for the next best thing, which was play FIFA for Newcastle? So I, I signed up. I didn't expect to win. I just expected to go and have a good time. And the last qualifying stage was actually at St James's Park. And then I'm I'm, I'm there. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm there having a great time. Like it's, it's on the YouTube. I'm I'm just I'm just having a good time. And then next thing I know, I'm in the final, and I've won a trip to London representing Newcastle. And I, I was my my face represents yours right now. I was just stunned. And yeah, over the next few years, uh, it, it's been continuing on. It's going pretty well. Uh, and this was all from what, uh, what three, four years ago? FIFA, FIFA nineteen. I mean, the last. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I'm lying a little bit. I have had a FIFA since ninety seven. I had, what was the one that had Johnny? You need to help me on this. Um, it had it had three. It had Edgar Davids, Ryan Giggs, and Roberto Carlos on the cover. Early two thousands, I'd probably say two thousand three. Yeah, we were we we were we were good on it. We had we had like a good, I'm guessing that would be so, uh, like uh, the the back end of the Sababi era. But I can't believe that like you represented Newcastle United. Yeah, that's, that's like. Honestly, mate, I'm I'm I was as stunned as you was the first time as well. Like, because because that is that that is the dream though. Like, uh, playing FIFA for your local team, like, and like Johnny said during lockdown, Cristiano was playing. But before that, a couple of weeks beforehand, there was a quarantine cup set up by Leighton Orient, I think it was. Yes. And that was at the very that was at the very very start of lockdown, where there was no football or anything. So like they just set up a FIFA tournament for a laugh, and then it just started snowballing and snowballing. And then Newcastle got involved, and they came into contact with me. Then I was involved, and I was on betting sites and everything. Like you could, you could bet on me on Bet Three Six Five Sky Bet to to play a FIFA. <laughs> it, it was it, those two weeks during the first lock, like first lockdown was was absolutely insane. I had thousands and thousands of people joining me live stream and watched me play FIFA. It was it was it was mental. That's amazing. No, honestly, it was it was it it was it's such a cool experience. Because, like you say, there was no football on, so all and everyone was invested on the Twitter page. There was there were so many comments. I had like literally thousands of likes on a couple of my tweets when I won. I remember I scored a I scored a hat trick with Andy Carroll in the first game, and that and that was it. Like all, all the comments were just uh, that that took that and ran with it. I have to be honest. I think the standard of this sort of game, this sort of venture that you're going with at the minute, uh, Jake, is just so, so tough to do yeah. really well. And it's just like anything, like any sport, you know, if you want to be a Premier League footballer, it, it, you know, the, the standards are ridiculously high and it's the same with esports. Um, 
I'm guessing you never take this for granted. Every year you're thinking, yeah. I've got to be on my A game just to represent Newcastle because I'm going to imagine there's thousands of, you know, boys and girls mm-hmm. that want to yeah. represent Newcastle at the eSports. It's not even that. It gets tougher every year because there's obviously kids growing up seeing this. So they're coming through. Like there's people as young as 15, 16 who are like, top, like really at the top at the top end of FIFA and nobody's nobody's retiring so it's not like out with the old and with the new it's just it's it's just growing and growing and growing so it's becoming bigger and bigger and bigger harder and harder every year so no I'll, I'll, I've never taken it for granted so was it in the last week or two you um I saw on your Twitter you just come through a was it a qualifier or an actual tournament proper was this to to represent Newcastle again yeah, this is to represent Newcastle for the third time in the E Premier League. So it's a once a year event. So uh, I won the qualifier. I think there was probably 300, 400 people sign up. And then that got whittled down to 32. Then it got whittled down to 8. And then it was the last 8 on Tuesday. So I was sat there from 2 p.m. all the way to 11 p.m., nine, nine hours straight of like top tier competition to try and uh, beat the last the last seven to, to get through and represent the club. And my head was was fried, and like you've got you got no idea the stress, the intensity, the concentration required is it is it is ridiculous. Like it, it people obviously don't realise because the stigma of just sitting there uh, on your desk. Yeah, my my mum would have told me to get yeah, a job. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, well, the, I do have a job as well. There's not that much money in. FIFA <laughs> <specifically>, but, uh, <laughs> I, I would I wouldn't say put putting all your eggs in the in the FIFA baskets a smart the smart play, but. Uh, yeah, that it on Tuesday I managed to get through, and I'll be representing the club in London, I believe. I think it, so. I'll, I'll be getting a trip down to London at the end of March to represent the club, and I think I think it'll be on Sky Sports again. I'm not sure. The, the last couple of years okay. I've been on, I've been on Sky Sports, so hopefully I can uh, I can go far in that. Wow, unbelievable! I, I just didn't I see from your Twitter it wasn't like the final or something shrouded in controversy. Oh. Uh, uh, I've seen this. <laughs> do, you, do you know what a loser bracket is or not? Like in in competition. Because I mean, well, we'd probably spend most of our time in there, sports, judging from yeah. the name of it. <laughs> it's not in traditional sports, but uh, in a lot of esports, not just FIFA, like other other games, uh, the entire concept of a, a loser bracket. I don't agree with it, but uh, you've got your traditional bracket of eight players, and then if you lose, instead of being straight out, you get like put into a loser bracket so it becomes a winner's bracket the, the traditional uh winner's bracket and then the loser bracket as well like a consolation tournament yeah sort of but at the end if you win the it's like the best loser so there'll be one winner from the winner's bracket and there'll be the best loser from the loser's bracket so you've got to lose twice to to be completely out of the tournament it, it, it's hard to explain just without any images just by word but uh essentially we got down there i won the winner's bracket and then the opponent who won the losers bracket. So obviously he's came he's came back up from the losers side. So sp- supposedly what it's supposed to be is the winner's winner versus the losers winner in a grand final. Okay. But because someone's came from the winner's side and someone's already lost one, the it's it's like a best two out of three. But the loser, the, the advantage, <laughs> the advantage of winning the winners is they automatically win the game one. So you, the winner's only got to win one. The loser's got to beat the winner twice in a row to win. I'm not sure if I've explained that well at all. Yeah, but, you have. If okay. I'm following, then yeah. right, you okay. must be doing something right. So I get the advantage for winning the winner's bracket. The loser bracket guy comes up in the grand final and plays against me, and he beats me in the first game. So it's 1-1 technically in the series. So it should go to a third game, and the winner of that goes on to represent Newcastle or whatever. 
but there was an error with the admins. So he won the first game and they just said, right, he wins. He goes to London. And then everyone's like, hold on. That's not, that's not how it works. Like my opponent as well, Gibble, to be fair to him, he, he, he knew like, he, he knew they made an error as well. He could have easily just ran, ran on with that. But the admins made a huge error and we were sat there for two full hours trying to like get it resolved. And eventually, two hours later, at 11 o'clock, they were like, right, go on, play, play your game three. So they'd, at this point, we're all, we've got nothing left. We're running on 0%. But then the, the finally, justice was was served and we got the game three and I won that eventually. So I, I got through. It was lots of highs and lows. And like I said, I was emotionally drained in the end, but we got there in the end. Yeah, definitely. Like, the only similarity I can actually think of is when I was younger, we used to play I was at a snooker hall and went to bite. In the way they used to do it, you'd have the main tournament. So say there mm-hmm. were 16 people in this main tournament, and if you got beat first round, that wouldn't be the end of the night. You get put, you, you get put in a corner yeah. called the plate. Uh-huh. Yeah. And you, yeah. you, so basically, so so if you get beat up there, you're going to be in quarterfinals of the plate. And then if you get beat that, then fair enough. Yeah. Obviously, uh-huh. I'm so good at snooker that wouldn't happen. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah, it, it, look at the end of the day, at least it's been resolved. I, obviously, I've, we've got a question here from Ollie. I want to ask a follow-up question as well, if I don't mind. If you don't mind, but are you just naturally very good at the game, like Ollie says, or does it take hours of practice every day? How many hours do you practice in a week generally? Well, another darts reference. I'd like to think that I'm the I'm the Gary Anderson of the of the world. I don't really <laughs> practice much at all anymore. But uh, obviously, growing up, like I said. Uh, coming home from school, I'd play, I'd play a few hours every day. But now, since taking it a bit more seriously, like you do obviously have to, uh, especially at the start of a game, because a game comes out in September, and then you're stuck with that game for a full year. So as the year progresses, it's like less and less hours per day. So now I don't really play that much. But at the, at the start of a game, I'd say it's a good like five plus hours a day generally. But there's 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 some pros out there, like the top end ones, like the ones who make the real money. They're, they're sat there for like many, many hours a day. But I'd 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 rather I'd rather leave the house like uh like Sam said. <laughs> yeah, it is true. Like you could be there for absolutely hours and hours on end, and obviously make good money, but you you wouldn't have a life really. But um, yeah. my follow up question, my, my follow up question was how much support have you had from the football club itself? So when yeah you qualify, did any of the players get into contact with you saying all oh, best of luck? You know, is it, how does it all work? Any does anybody at the club speak to you beforehand and saying this is what this is what's going to happen in terms of uh, maybe an interview with the website? How does it how does that all work? So I haven't had any uh, any messages from the players uh, specifically, but the club in general, like Grant Pringle as well, the social media manager, has been spot on with me over the years. But uh, mainly, it's done like behind the scenes through email with people from the club, and they set up like travel or whatever from going down to London. But the last couple of years, especially with COVID, it's all been online as well. So they'll send out like something for me to tweak, like a graphic that they've made or whatever. So the, the support has been surprisingly, uh, surprisingly well received from me anyway, especially because, like you say, there's a stigma around esports and stuff. But the the quarantine club, especially during lockdown, it was it was quality the amount of support I got, not only from the club but fans as well. I get messages all the time uh, from people wishing us good luck or whatever, and it's, it, it is it is really nice. Oh, I'm learning so much. I love it. Uh, I still think I'd batter you on FIFA 97. Um, but... you want to set it up? <laughs> do you get like, yeah. um, is, it, is it like the, the darts and the snooker and like that kind of sport that you have like sponsors that can, that can help you out or like enter you in competitions and buy you the, like, the latest games or something? I don't know. Is it like that? Yeah. So in, in esports, uh, people generally like if you're really good, you get signed to a team. So recently, I've been signed to Click, 
uh, esports who are uh, northeast. In the comments. There, there they are. There they are, right on cue. Uh, so they're they're a, they're an esports organization based within the northeast. So they try and get all the best talent within the northeast and like broadcast them further. And they're sponsored by uh, companies like drinks companies and whatever. So I've got like discount codes. So uh, the revenue for them comes in through advertising. And then obviously I get more exposure, they get more exposure through me. It's like a good deal on both sides. But in like, the top tier esports, I think a couple of months ago, there was a transfer fee for the first time of someone swapping between yeah. these organizations. Yeah. And there was there was there was a guy uh who in FIFA who got transferred for a for a set fee. Have you heard of hashtag United? Yeah, I not? yeah, I was just yeah. about to say that I, I remember that because I remember it being quite big news and yeah. I think Spencer did a video on his own channel yeah. explaining Mm-hmm. that they didn't want to sell him yeah which is sounds so strange selling somebody to a different organization to playing fifa i find i thought that was absolutely remarkable how yeah, much was it yeah. how much did he go for then this is i'm mental. not sure if they ever got disclosed i'm not sure anyway but yeah people get like proper wages and everything like there there is serious serious money especially in the top end like i like to think that i'm okay at the game but like on a global scale like the, the top top guys at like top five ten in the world they're getting paid like silly money and they've got such a following as well it's like hundreds of thousands of followers i remember the first time i would qualify for the premier league actually the first one the one in london it was a an import an in-person event so like it was on it was on sky and like there was a full broadcast and whatever and i think i had a hundred thousand people watching the first game on that because that was the broadcast game wow. so i opened up the show for the first time on on the xbox side and i think i had a hundred thousand views on twitch wow I mean, if your sponsors want to send me a free Xbox, <laughs> we'll see if we sort that out. <laughs> then I'm sure, I'll, then I'll, you know, I'll give it a game if I can work out, it, plug it in the back of my telly. Yeah, that's the hard that's, part. That's, that's, that's mad. I can't believe that people now can not only get paid well, but there's transfer fees involved. That's, that, that's going to give me a headache. <laughs> like, like, it's, proper, it's very like, rare, Sam. It's very rare, like that, 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 that the one that the one that Jake's talking about there with, with hashtag United. Yeah, but hashtag hashtag was even though it is a foot is a football club and they're doing exceptionally well, they were primarily known. And Jake can correct me if I'm wrong, but they were a lot more about esports at the time than they were yeah. the actual football club, and that's like another string to their bow now. It really is yeah, in the fact yeah. that they're, they're now it's only doing exceptionally well, well that's on another pitch. But by the time I'm by the time I'm uh, I'm too old for esports. I think uh, I think it's 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 gonna never be retire. Yeah. <laughs> no, the reaction time might say differently, man. But it's like football and football, the hamstring goes and the knees go in esports. The reaction time goes and it's game over. Oh, the reaction times, my <laughs> word! <laughs> I thought you'd like that one. That's why I said it. But like, what? Well, obviously, I do know about esports. It's such a such a quick growing world of sport now like you said who'd have thought that sky sports would have picked up something yeah. like that i mean it, it's mad so surely this thing's just going to grow and grow and grow and grow and grow where so. well yeah, where can it ultimately lead to do you think i'm not we'd say anything the growth is it's it's as far as it wants to go like i say in asia especially asia is the market that i keep on referring back to but they are like because they're not as growth in, in sports and stuff but esports over there it, it honestly is massive like after this one have a google for five minutes have a look at a have a look at the prize pools and stuff there's millions and millions of pounds up for up for offer over there 
I think that, I think that, I think the big thing as well is that because the PlayStation, the Xbox, in terms of whatever game that you're involved or whichever console you prefer, there's so many people now that when they get home from work will go straight onto a PlayStation, straight onto an Xbox, play whatever game. I'm not just saying FIFA in particular, but they'll play mm-hmm. yeah. any sort of game. And I think that's why it's growing so much. Like you see the amount how much a con- how much a console costs, like the new console costs, and the fact that it sells. I, was, I remember when oh, which one was it? Was it the place is it the PlayStation Five that might have just Yeah, that's out? the one. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, no, no, no. like yeah. it was sold out everywhere, and like, yeah, because I, I remember the uh, the start of the year, uh, well, the FIFA year, so like August, they announced that uh, they were swapping all the competitive scene over to PlayStation 5. And obviously, not like that, people had PlayStation 5 at the time, so I'm like panicking trying to get one, and I, I managed to get yeah. one uh, j- just before the new game came out. But yeah, there's, there's people who've been left behind who like either can't afford one or, or couldn't get one in the end, and they've been they've been left behind. I mean, how much are they these days? Because like, I'll, I'll I'll shock you, and it's a good job we're all sitting down. <laughs> but my first Sega Mega Drive cost my mum a hundred pounds. I mean, hey, hundred pound back then. That's a lot of money. That's 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 that a heck of a lot of money. Yeah. But, uh, Go on, nowadays, Jake. Shock him. Shock him. I, I think it's about five hundred pound now for the place. Fuck off. Yeah. Yeah. Five hundred, six hundred pounds. Yeah. Oh, fair enough. I don't expect a free one from your sponsors. Then that's <laughs> fine. No, don't worry. <laughs> That's five hundred pounds just for the console, son. You haven't even yeah, about the game itself. That, yeah. How much did they get? What thirty yeah. quid? No, uh, it's, it's double like 50, it, and then maybe yeah, fifty, sixty, yeah, fifty, sixty. And then you've got the special editions on top of that that are like eighty pounds, exactly. Five pounds. I yeah, sort of hope your little lad it. really loves PlayStations and Xboxes in the next couple of years, and then you'll know how much it all costs. He does. I mean, what he's four already, and he already plays the Wii and like everything. I mean, the Wii, the Wii is just like a baby console, isn't it? But he like plays Pokemon on it and everything. Oh, he's gonna want one. I'm gonna best start remortgage the house and start saving. Now. It's, I mean, it's either that or a season ticket now, isn't it? Well, the the uh, the prize pool now for the E-Premier League at the end of March, I think the winner gets uh, 30 grand. So if I win that, I'll, uh, I'll donate, your, donate your half your PS5 money. We're, that is live on camera and as available <laughs> as an audio podcast every Tuesday. I'm going to screen record that. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll touch on, we'll touch on the, the actual event at the end of March, Jake, uh, very, very shortly. But I, want to, I think this is a really interesting point. I'd love to get your uh, insight on this. Uh, it'll take over football within 30 years. You won't have Super Sunday and you'll have like an e-sport event on a Sunday. Do you think that's a bit I don't, I don't too extreme? Actual football, because football is the biggest sport in the world. It's more, more accessible. You don't need to spend £600 to go and play football. But uh, there's definitely room for growth and it might be it might be more regular, like like you said, uh, broadcast, but I don't think it'll ever take over actual football. It might, it might become more of a mainstay on television, but actual football, I think that's a bit of a stretch. Especially with the money in football. That's, that's crazy, like that point there. That like, you could have like a half and half Super Sunday, one eSport game and then a proper game after it <laughs> in like 20, 30 years' time. Mad. Mad. But when when did you first start getting into football, Jake, and um, into Newcastle United? What, what era are we looking at? Well... Football has been all my life growing up. Like I'd say, it's like, I know it's a cliche, but everyone from the northeast uh, plays football on the playground and and follows along 
Newcastle. I remember I was big into Barcelona and Brazil as well. Yeah, I still love Ronaldinho. But Ronaldinho and Alan Shearer obviously growing up were two of the idols. And then I think just, just as I was beginning to understand football, that's when the big Mike Ashley bomb hit. And uh, so I've been able to enjoy much of it. But I remember the European nights. I remember being at the Benfica game as well uh, when we went out the Europa League. But uh, hopefully, hopefully we'll get back to those times soon. It, it, it is quite depressing that the earliest memories are still Mike Ashley memories. And yeah, uh-huh. it, it must be difficult, but like you say, we have had the odd occasion where we've played the likes of Benfica or Anzi or yeah. somebody like that, and you just feel, wow, this is what it feels like to be a Newcastle fan. Um, what sort of player were you looking up to? I'm, I'm thinking maybe the 2011-12 era. I'm thinking that might be one of the best seasons that you can probably remember likes of your Ben Arthurs and your Cissés yeah, and your uh-huh. Denver Bars. Is that, is that the era that you remember from? Yeah, I mean, that, that's obviously the most successful being in, in, in my lifetime, which is uh, pretty pretty sad. But like you say, uh, I think the amount of years of suffering through me uh, through growing up watching Newcastle hopefully make uh, hopefully the success to come uh, more even more sweet and I'll, I'll, I'll never take it for granted again. I think that season as well, it was just Part of it was just sheer dumb luck, and yeah. like obviously some brilliant scouting, but like Pardew at the helm, and like we'd already signed Ben Arthur on a permanent because he had that bad injury, didn't he? Whilst he was still yeah. on loan, Kabari four million. Bar was it? Was Bar free in the end? Bar was a free transfer, yeah. but uh-huh. yeah, like yeah, that was yeah, that seven million pound release clause. Yeah, terrible release clause. But like that, that stuff. Like so, even then, Ashley didn't spend a lot, but we just got all these players in that were just. And Cissé had the best six months of his life as well. I mean, there's that, but let's not forget the guys behind it, like your Johan Cabais. I, yeah, I mean, no, no, definitely. as well. He was immense that season. He was immense that season, Tim but Crow I as well. yeah, that's what I mean. Like you look look back, what we need now is that solid spine. There's your spine straight away. Yeah, uh-huh. but bring my back. <laughs> <laughs> I don't disagree at all. I mean, what was? I mean, I love Rafa, but he's he's let some players go, hasn't he? I mean, I mean like, he had a release clause as well, didn't he? Marino, I'm sure his uh, he ended up going on a release clause. Yeah, you're right. Uh, so it was Lee Charnley's fault. Yeah. <laughs> Blame Charnley. Blame Charnley for everything. But um, no, Jay, I have to ask about Newcastle now, current day Newcastle, because I think. I mean, everybody's a little bit excited, of course, with everything that's been going on the last four months or so. And um, before we talk about on the pitch matters, can you explain where you were taken overnight and when you heard the news that Newcastle had finally been taken over and what were you relieved, excited, or was it just all in one? How, what, did you, what did you do to take overnight? Well, obviously, I found out the same as everyone else did, but as soon as I knew it was a it was happening. I got on the first bus straight down to the stadium, and I was I was, I was the the, the first bus there. I, I remember it was the it was the Keith Downey tweet, and I remember I, I just I just left everything. I think I, I still had half an hour left on my shift at work because I, I I work from home, but I didn't know I'm I'm straight down there. I wouldn't miss that for anything. Yeah, I I tried to get out of work as well. That went I well. Went, I just went straight away by myself, just down, just 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 straight down. I met my brother down there a couple of hours later. I bet that's a, a night that you're not going to forget in a hurry as well. No, that's never. just proper never, never, special. Never. I mean, Johnny, you were there that, that night as well doing bits for NFTV and I was at work watching. Uh, but, like, 
have you ever known anything like an atmosphere like that for no, a not even at a game and b yeah. nothing had been achieved on the pitch <laughs> i mean it was just the sheer time that it went on for as well like the longevity it wasn't just like a half an hour an hour thing no it was like a solid 10 hours down there <laughs> just people shouting and going mad it was it was it was, it was a surreal experience it was like we finally won like and just the sheer excitement and looking forward to hopefully what I don't want to jinx it yet because I haven't done anything just yet but hopefully the success to come it's just it, it, it was like living in a dream and the fact that you've been playing all the obviously the, the like FIFA you would have probably come across different teams I'm hoping that you can share a little bit of light into a certain Brazilian who played who used to play for Leon Bruno Gamirez um, <laughs> well, no you've pronounced it wrong I'm not, pronounce it. I'm not I just call him Bruno it's Bruno yeah, yeah. yeah. What, what is what is the pronunciation then? Is it Gimarayash? Uh, it, it's something. It, it's it's the last syllable that's got me. And that uh, some I think it was Luke Vinton, the content manager, tweeted out a video of exactly how to pronounce it. But I'm not going to attempt it now. He's Bruno to me, the best Bruno in the Premier League. <laughs> Too right. <laughs> is it a coup for Newcastle, Jake? And how good is he? Well, it seems to be. You see, you see all the graphs of. Uh, I, I know, like football isn't played on a spreadsheet, but. All the, all the stats to do with uh, progressive passes, key passes, pressing, tackles, duels, won. He's like top in Europe, the huge top five leagues. He's like top for all, almost all of those metrics. So I think as long as he settles into the Premier League fast, then that's, that, that is what we need him to do. If he can replicate those performances for us, it sounds like exactly what we need. And if that gets us a few, a few more metres up, further up the pitch and uh, gets the ball into our attackers more regularly, then it'll only help the team, hopefully. So, looking at our, our team now in the real world and the esports world, how accurate do you think the the ratings are on FIFA to our to our squad at the moment? Uh, um, well, I'm not one. I'm not one to, to play as Newcastle, surprisingly enough. But uh, <laughs> I, I, obviously, you've got your yeah, Alan Saint Maximum and Callum Wilson's and Martin De Bravka. I think they're the three. But now, now we've signed Trippier. Trippier's up there. Kamara. Uh, oh, yeah. Bruno, Bruno. Uh, I think I think Bruno's up there. <laughs> um, but yeah, the last few years have been pretty diabolical. Everyone, everyone's a near the mediocre level. I think it's fair to say. And um, you've had you've had high rated. I remember uh, Henry Saive for some reason was always a really high rated on on the game. I'm not sure. Justice for Saive. Yeah, uh, uh, agreed to be honest. But uh, I I don't know why he was so high rated. But uh, throughout the years, he's always been a gold card. Uh, so, so I don't know who's watching at EA Sports, but uh, I think he yeah. was like quite highly rated on like Football oh, yeah. Manager back in the day as well. Wasn't I think it's because he? He, when he played for was it Bordeaux we signed him from? I think it was yeah. Bordeaux. Uh, this because we signed him in January, the six months previous, he made the the team of the season so far or something in the French league. So he, he was he was quite good at Bordeaux, and then he signed for us, and he just he just never got a string of games together. So I don't know. I don't know if his performances just fell off a cliff or he's bad in training or something, but he must have done something bad in the past life to be. Yeah, we'll yeah, always have West Ham away. So yeah. We'll always yeah. have West Ham away. <laughs> Looking into this game on Tuesday, I believe it's probably the first time we've actually released a, um, released a podcast, Sam, where we're not spoiling it because people already people normally know what the result is after this. People won't, Good, know, people won't know the result, so it's quite relevant. Should have chosen um, a better Everton, day than Tuesday. I'll, I'll take yeah, that. Yeah, definitely, definitely. But Everton, Everton on Tuesday evening, Jake, 
I'm putting it out there. It's probably the biggest game of the season because of the fact that it's two home games this week against teams. Well, Everton, Everton's case, you know, if we were to win, I would count Everton in a relegation zone with yeah. us. And then Aston Villa, which we don't have a bad record against Villa at St. James's Park over the years. How do you see this game going? Because there's a lot of confidence, there's a lot of optimism optimism on Tyneside at the minute. Do you think Newcastle have got enough to beat Frank Lampard's Everton? We definitely do, but uh, like you say, Frank Lampard's Everton, they're on a rebound just as much as we are. So I think it'll be a very interesting game, not only for both us and Everton fans, but for the neutral as well. I think it'll be an exciting game of football, but I think I'm going to stick with the current theme of uh, the season and I'll say, I'll say a draw for that one. I, I can see a 1-1 draw. Um, I, I'm not sure if that's enough, to be honest, but uh, I can see as the season progresses and we gel more together as a unit with the new players and whatever, I think I think we could put a half-decent run, hopefully, uh, together through the second half of the season and maybe, maybe beat some of the teams that we, we don't expect to beat. Like I remember last season we had Leicester away. So I wouldn't be surprised if I had one or two of those results that really uh, come out of nowhere. And hopefully that'll be enough to claw us out the bottom three. How confident are you now that we've added signings? I mean, away from Bruno and Trippier, obviously the like the two marquee ones. Yeah. What what do you make of um, the likes of Burn, Wood and um, Target coming in? I'm not sure if confidence is the right word. I think that's uh, that's a step too far. But I mean, obviously, all of them improved the squad. Like that's a no-brainer. But the, we we just need to hope they settle in and start uh, start performing straight away. And I do like the the Premier League experience scheme we went for. Apart from Bruno, all the other ones have, have, have done it in the Premier League. So we need to hope uh, Chris Wood can get back to the ten goal season uh, strike. Obviously, we'll need the left back for however long. We need to hope that Dan Byrne can play in a two rather than a, a three like he has been at Brighton. But if, if everyone gels and starts performing like they have for other clubs, then I see no reason why we can't get out the bottom three. Do you start all five new signings, Jake, on Tuesday? Target left back Burn with, say, the share of the cells. I know there's a bit of an argument on Twitter to see who actually starts that one. Trippy, I think, is obviously a given. Give me yeah. a and Wood. Do you start all five of them? Well, I think Target and Trippier, like you say, they, they, they'll be starting. Uh, Chris Wood will be starting until Wilson's back, so that's three at least. Uh, I'd start Dan Byrne, yeah, because obviously the, the centre-back were in a bit of a crisis there. Unless unless Fernandez is back, then I, I don't see a reason why Byrne doesn't start. And then, obviously, Bruno, the main one. Uh, the question is, do you, do you bring him in straight away or, or, or do you bring him off the bench to get more acclimatised. I'm not I'm not sure if what like I'm sure Eddie Howard will make the right decision because he's the one he's the one watching them train and knows how Bruno is. I know he's been to Brazil, back to Paris, to Pakistan, to sunny Newcastle. So I'm I'm not sure if he'll be ready hundred percent to start from the beginning, but I'd, uh, I could uh, at least four out of the five will be I'll be starting in my opinion. Probably all five. I kind of agree with you with Bruno. I'd be kind of pleasantly surprised if he does get the nod and start yeah. on Tuesday. But um, Ollie in the comments has come up with a, a great point. Again, the midfield battle on Tuesday. Obviously, Everton have, have strengthened in there with uh, Van der Beek and Deli Alley. And, and, and too often this season, I think our midfield's kind of lost the battle in the middle of the park and, and kind of let us down a bit. But I mean, it should be a cracking battle with all them new signings jam-packed in there, shouldn't it? Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd agree with that. But uh, Everton especially, I think we can target their full-backs, if anything else. They, that's, that's where their weakness is. So hopefully Trippier gets a lot of joy 
because are they playing Godfrey left back? Is that what they've been doing this season? Uh, I'm yeah, sure. he's got in. Well, he's got injured. He's pulled his hamstring he? against Brentford. I've just done a preview with uh, with Everton fan. He's done his hamstring against uh, Brentford, so he'll not be playing. So it looks like uh, it's going to be the new lad. What's it called? Mikelenko, if I pronounce that right. And oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Well, yeah. Even so, get uh, I'd say get at them both. I think that's where the game could be won if we hammer those wings and try and get Chris Woods in service. So. I think that, that'll be the key area for us. I know the midfield battle, like you say, will be probably the most interesting for a neutral. But if we're, if we're talking about the, to win the game, that, that's where I'd attack personally. If I was the manager, the, the FIFA player, he's the manager. <laughs> Prediction well, time then. Yeah. Prediction time, Sam. Go on, I'll let you start. Tuesday night against Everton. What, 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 what are you saying? Well, well, Jake, I kind of agree with Jake again. Um, mainly because, you know, I'm keeping him on side because he's going to buy me a PlayStation. But um, <laughs> I, 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 to be honest, I think it's going to be a hell of a lot tougher than it would have been had we played him a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, I, agree with that. Um, I, I don't think 1 1 is, is, is far wrong, to be honest. And I think it might be pretty similar against Villa on the Sunday, too. Yeah. What about you, Jake? Do you yeah, think it would be a draw? I mean, or do you think Newcastle can make it? I said one one before. I'm going to stick with that. A scrappy, a scrappy set piece goal, or a, or a Chris Wood header, or something. Anything has to come off his back. Anything, okay. yeah. As long as it goes in goal. But uh, yeah, I think one one's a sensible, safe prediction. Hopefully, two one win. Well, I'm, I've gone two one. I've I've got off that fence, and I've gone two one. I think Newcastle <laughs> can win it. I think you're quite right defensively, Everton. I'm not going to say they're a shambles because I don't think they are because I, th- I think ourselves aren't much better defensively. I think we're probably just as bad as each other, as good as each other, or whatever we look at it. But I just think Newcastle might just have the edge. I think Donny van der Beek's a big, big uh, bonus for Everton. I think that's a really good bit of business and more than Deli Alley would be. But I think Newcastle, I think I've just got enough. You don't know with Deli Alley though, do you? Because like you could compare that deal to Lingard's like this time last year. This time last year, I wouldn't have wanted yeah. Lingard, and then look what he did. So it's a very, very similar situation. Can he have that same impact? But I, I did hope hear not. that. Uh, sorry, you there. I did hear that uh, Carvalho Lewin might be injured as well. I heard there was rumours of uh, him being re-injured. So I know Rondon Rondon's been okay for Venezuela, didn't he? In the international break, I'm sure he got a couple of goals. But uh, yeah, imagine, imagine Rondon comes back and uh, haunts us. Yeah, I think he'd rather be playing in a Newcastle shirt than an Everton shirt, yeah. the way the Evertonians are going on about him. But we'll have to wait and see with that one anyway. But Jake, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on, telling us all about your esports journey and how you're going to do so well. For people that don't know, it's the end of March is when you go to London, isn't it? Yeah, uh, well, COVID permitting, but hopefully, yeah. We wish you all the very best of luck. And I'm sure Sam echoes those sentiments don't you sam thank you very much yeah i'm now an esports expert so yeah, sam will be watching he'll be there i will i genuinely will <laughs> um i mean not all of it i'll 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 watch it i'll dip in and out i'll watch your games thank but, you very yeah. much i mean if the broadcast i know a lot of them are played in the background but yeah I'll, I'll i'll try and hopefully do well the last couple of times i've uh, qualified it hasn't went that well because i don't uh and maybe i need to start putting in more practice and uh, get away from the gary anderson routine of uh of not practicing that's but, it, six, uh, six yeah. hours a day. Yeah, six hours. That's that's a stretch. But I'll come I'll come around yours and we can play together and then uh, yeah, yeah. practice. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. And, and then we'll have a game of FIFA 97 on my yeah, Mega then Drive. And then we'll get the Wii up and we'll uh, start playing Wii Sports. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I've got Tiger Woods Golf. Or, or, very quickly before we wrap up, Wii Golf. Let yeah. me tell you. Uh-huh. My Wii Golf 
which is played with a bottle of whiskey. All right. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> if you miss a uh, like a sitter, a, a gimme put, yeah, uh-huh. or if you go in the water or you go in the sand, Ooh. that's a shot of whiskey, my friend. And by the 18th, you are rat assed. Well, whiskey's my drink of choice as well. So any 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 time any time you want. Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, I, I'd love to see that uh, game be. I'd love to see that wee golf game be broadcast live on Sky Sports. I'm sure that would be <laughs> very interesting. I'm sure, it, it certainly would, and I'm, I think I'm sure it'd bring a, a Jack Daniel sponsorship out of it as well. But other whiskey, <laughs> uh, other different brands are available, of course. But yeah, Jake, finally, it's been fantastic having you on. Sam, where can everyone listen to this podcast? Every single podcast app available. Search the Greenwood and Mulliner show on Newcastle Fans TV. And if you're listening on Spotify or iTunes, please hit that five-star review. From myself, Jonathan Greenwood, Sam Mulliner, and our guest, Jake Simpson. We'll see you all very soon. Newcastle Fans TV.